The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is presented by Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard, the highest quality tires for all makes and models of vehicles, and the best service in town. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, a daily entertaining and informative, as well as being informative and entertaining. Chattanooga Podcast, we go both ways. We're ACDC here. <laughs> Designed and produced with the goal of replacing current morning drive radio broadcasts and TV morning newscasts, which are all virtually worthless, and giving you something of worth. A lot of information, a lot of information that we will hand to you on a silver platter. You can select them with your fingertips as you do horse devers whenever you're at a fancy party and leave the rest behind. If you don't like what we have to say about something, well... You can feel free not to like it all day long. You can even respond, 301-9229, 301-9229, long form, short form. If you're really demanding, you'd actually say, let me come in and give the other side of the story. We could very well do that. I don't know. Horse stevers or d'oeuvres? Yes? I mean, what? What is? What even is that? Horse devour. Horse devours. <laughs> Horse devours oats. Yes, those hors d'oeuvres. This is the front page of today's USA Today. Wow. How many how many times have you seen that size font on the front page of the nation's newspaper? <laughs> Above the fold, I mean, World War III is upon us. Putin's war sets world on edge and then three subheads, all of which we've covered. Um, fairly in-depth, all the subhead stories here. Russia warns other countries not to interfere. Biden hits back with sanctions, vows consequences. Conflict could be most significant since World War II. We got that. We, we, we've, we've got that down. Um, it is still, of course, the talk of the world. And let's go ahead and, and say real quick, thank you to Quality Tire Pros. This is the kind of people that are at Quality Tire. Um, Bo Ray, who is currently the manager, of course, the Everly's still own it, family-owned business, has been for, for a long, long time. And he got in touch with me about a mutual friend who is a kind of like me always has crappy cars and always has a car in the shop mm -hmm. and somebody that we all know I won't, I won't mention names but said uh, he was worried because they had not heard from them in quite some time and uh, just wondered if I had any other information other than he had and we have determined that that person is okay but they actually do have a history of some health problems and I remember at least two other times where somebody went and checked and, and they were not but I mean that—that's—that's that's, you talk about above and beyond. Yeah, that's for customer service. That's what we love about yeah. local. That, that's that's people that's care. A it's a remarkable thing, really and we is. have so many people in this town who feel that way, uh, not just about their customers, but just about people. So God bless them. So thank you to Quality Tire Pros for being our presenting sponsor. Uh, also welcome again to Cadis. We'll get more again into into the the debate that we almost drifted into a little bit yesterday, but of course Ukraine was dominating as it will continue to um let us go ahead and get out the red marker jot this day down chuck flashman said exactly the right thing yesterday 
Congressman Chuck Fleischman of the Third District, State of Tennessee, said that there are time that there there are times when partisan politics are important. There are times when parties really mean something. This is not one of them. This is a time where we have got to set aside our differences and speak with a united voice. And in doing so, he was running directly 180 degrees into the grill of former President Trump, of course, who was using it as he normally would as a bully pulpit and a podium to blast the Biden administration for their stupidity and weakness and the perception that he believes that the rest of the world has of the United States because he's in charge. Um, I'm not going to get into that. I'm, I'm going to take Chuck's advice, and I'm going to thank him. Thank you. That's the guy I used to know. That's the guy before he got corrupted completely by D.C. inside the Beltway hardcore right-wing politics and the consultants that constantly tell him what to say, which he dutifully says. And I have criticized him oh so harshly, so let me praise him now. And Brian Kemp said the same thing yesterday. Yeah, and here, here, of course, I mean, he's got nothing to lose in the Trump world because Trump's <laughs> sure. already, you know, declared Sonny Perdue to be, to be a David Perdue, excuse me, to be his man. No, it is Sonny Perdue. Which one of them is running for governor in Georgia? It's David. It's David. David, my God. David. I'm sorry. There's too many Purdue's out there. Yeah. I don't so, think they're. Sonny's the one that Sonny. used to be whatever yeah. he was. Yeah. yeah was I'm sorry. I, I apologize. But anyway, that's how effective the that's ad an easy is. Mistake to I'm, so, I'm, I'm looking so hard at his hair. I can't hear anything <laughs> that he's saying. Jeez, please. Somebody, somebody <laughs> get to that man with a comb and a blow dryer and do something different. That comb over must take four hours a day. He went to the Boris Johnson barber. <laughs> That's right. I was going to say that. <laughs> a, little, a little crazy glue here, a little gorilla glue over here, fold this over, a little scotch tape, and just to get that, that weird, pointy, flathead look. And um, but anyway, Kemp came out and said the same exact thing to his fellow Georgians. Uh, please try to find common ground with folks right now. We need to stand united. If the Ukrainians can do it while they're being shelled, we can do it while we're paying a little bit higher prices at the gas. Well, pumps. here's here's the the challenge. Let's see if they keep this up for a few weeks or a few months. Well, we'll one one time is fun, but yeah. we'll, we'll, what happens after the State of the Union address? What happens? Right. Yeah. What happens in three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six State weeks? State of the Union address, which would be tomorrow, by the way. What That's happens right. at uh, what happens at CPAC and what happens at the next GOP meeting? Ha it stays at the next GOP meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we all know that one. Um, hundred, by the way, that's not to say that the other side is not guilty of exactly the same thing. No, of course they are. 137 dead as of this morning, 316 wounded in the Ukrainian army. That's it, the army. Um, we'll, we'll get into the upfront wrap-up here in a second. And, and, and like yesterday, we will be keeping it more generic and, uh, you know, and, and, and still pertinent, hopefully, and relevant, you know, uh, with over the next couple of days and not just get into specifics. But that was the number. That was the count this morning, which is remarkably low. It is. Con considering what considering. could have happened. Now, uh, <laughs> he'll get into it later. He just showed me a video that chilled my blood um, when he mentioned Russell as the he I'm referring to. I'm, I'm, I'm pointing my thumb <laughs> at him here for mm -hmm. those of you who are not on camera. Right. Um, you know, the, when, when, when you start seeing the headless bodies uh, lining the streets of the Ukraine, uh, then Ukraine, you'll you you might have different feelings than you do right now about the conflict. And the ones that would be doing the beheading are 
currently lined up like some kind of horror movie. Stormtroopers, the Chechen, uh, um, Irregulars. Yeah, so that's not the subject of my muscle flex. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, that. Well, well we, 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 let's, let's, let, let's do it. Let's, yeah. let's just do it right this second. Yeah. We have, I mean, Chechen militia mm-hmm. who have been trained now in an organized manner in Russia, for all practical purposes, on Russian territory, getting ready to go into the disputed territories and they are screaming words that we never thought we would hear Caucasians screaming in such numbers. Allahu Akbar. God is great. God is great. These are diehard Muslims. They are extremists. And they see every person who does not believe as them as not just the enemy, but fodder. And this is what is about to be sent into the shock troops into some of these regions. Yeah, and the interestingly enough, we've already seen some news about clashes between uh, Chechen troops on both sides because uh, it should be noted, of course, not all Chechens are radical Islamists, just like not all Afghanis are radical Islamists. Uh, and there are actually volunteers from Chechnya who are fighting on the side of the Ukrainians. Most of them are veterans of the Chechen wars that occurred in uh, 95 and 99, uh, the war between Russia and Chechnya, which was a uh, sort of a vassal state of Russia and still is uh, currently headed by uh, Ramzan Kadyrov, who's the leader of this, um, like I say, a vassal state, essentially the president of Chechnya. Uh, He answers to Putin and Putin doesn't interfere in his business. Uh, The unit that's being sent in now is a paramilitary unit that uh, is essentially directly answers to Kadyrov. Uh, Think of it like a Praetorian guard of sorts. Uh, they're the ones who are on the way to Ukraine now. We've already seen Chechen regulars, however, uh, in border clashes with re- Ukrainian regular troops and National Guard troops already. These ones are the diehard ones, and they're on the way right now. They're the ones that go, Olio, whoa, <laughs> yeah, as off, they march around. Off the air, we, we Very scary. made the comparison to the Sardaukar from Dune. Yeah, from and, Dune. And I think that that is extremely appropriate because that's basically what they are all right now tomorrow the new police chief is going to be our guest on the show and i want to thank uh, the folks in the city for arranging that that'll be a very interesting interview yeah on thursday we will have cody womp of course running against neil pinkston who has just recently been backhanded by the comptroller's office and uh, both editorials and both sides of the opinion section of the times free press both editorial writers from left and right are being extremely hard on General Pinkston and saying that he's basically sleeping in the bed that he's made for himself and suggesting that it might be time for him to go. It's going to be a rough road for him. Uh, So Cody will be in Thursday. Thursday also, that morning, I will be addressing the chamber, the downtown chamber, if you guys have any interest in going. The chamber welcomes all comers to their uh, functions as a general rule. It's going to be actually a very quick pitch. We sponsored the 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 session we uh they they do it uh, once a month and we sponsored it and we're going to get a small pitch for the chattanooga drive-in show thank you very much yeah i and can tell you that it is uh happening from 7 to nine thirty, i believe or 7 to 9 and it's 15 dollars. and i am honored uh but also i mean you know i certainly don't i don't i don't relish the thought of doing it but i will be 
eulogizing Shannon Fuller on Saturday and the details of that memorial service we will share with you next week. Um, but I was asked by the family, and I, I, I'm, I'm pleased to do it. I, I, know, I know that they will be looking for a more upbeat eulogy and not a whole lot of thumping. How and, Shannon would have yes, wanted it. Yes, exactly. Yep. Uh, hopefully filled with laughter and, and good, good good memories. And I have some of those details, which I'll, I'll you share want, today. Yeah, yeah just, just, just whenever yeah. you feel ready. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I'll say before we do the upfront wrap-up brought to you by People's Home Equity people's home equity if you if you're looking for a home right now you know what the situation is like it's extremely competitive and if you don't get pre-qualified you you've, you're not even in the the starting blocks you you're just you're going to be at such a loss get pre-approved at at people's home equity 5919801 chat mortgage 2t's chatmortgage.com and tell them i sent you all right uh, stock market also just crazy yesterday. It went just down, 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 down on the, the, the wars and rumors of wars. And then by the end of the day, they remember, oh, yeah, that's right. Wars is what makes us money. Yeah, and they, went, all they made, went right back up. They went right back they up did. again. You know, they just, ah, we're panicking. Wait a minute. We're not supposed to panic. <laughs> we're the ones that actually make money out of other people's misery. Yeah. Uh, and, Basically, you know, we said, ah, oh, wait a minute. As somebody who has investments in stocks now, I can't be too harsh. But, I mean, yeah, I, I certainly not going to be do, doing any day trading based on what's happening in Ukraine. All right, let's go and get started here. And Russell Stroud, Russell the Love Muscle, has some headlines for us. All right. Good morning, everyone. Uh, bad news for Roberts Mill Road travelers. Late last week, we heard the Hamilton County Highway Department hired a geotech stabilization team to examine a part of the damaged road, which was washed away in last week's storms. Well, they say now that the stabilization and reconstruction efforts will take up to eight weeks. Residents and travelers are supposed to use the W Road or Signal Mountain Boulevard as an alternate route. We've already pointed out this for some people will mean uh, up to a 30-minute detour, maybe more depending on how bad the traffic is. The Baptiste Group is asking for the state to renew its license to operate the Children's Migrant Facility in Chattanooga. The facility was formerly at Tennessee Temple's old campus, but it was shut down after three staff members were accused of sexual battery and child abuse. The Baptiste Group says that it is being treated unfairly by the state and is not being allowed due process within the system. Finally, Bradley County Sheriff's Office captured a suspected burglar within just 24 hours. According to a press release, the Sheriff's Office responded to a business alarm on Spring Place Road Southeast. They found an open window, but nobody inside. Investigators quickly tracked down a suspect named Stephen Huttenhoff, who now faces charges of burglary and theft under $1,000. And now from a place that would completely exonerate him if ever accused of being somewhere at some certain time, it's Dave Hooker. Here's the surprise. There is no morality in big-time athletics, even at the college level. Dave Hooker off the hook sports. Art Bryles, remember him? He was the head coach at Baylor, led Baylor to unprecedented heights in college football, but then he thought it would be apt to cover up for some of his players and some of the things that they had been doing off the field, which included several instances of sexual assault. So here's Art Bryles, allegedly a part of that, allegedly covering things up. Well, now he's the new offensive coordinator at Grambling State. It seems really tough to make college football mad enough at you where you are ultimately exiled from the sport. I mean, Bryles oversaw sexual assault and was okay with it and hit it, according to all reports and uh, the investigation that was 
shortly thereafter. It's just really troubling that a man who ultimately calls plays, sets up great offenses, can do anything he wants to. Remember, he walked away from Baylor with an undisclosed financial settlement. He got millions after what he did at Baylor and walked away. And now, for the first time since 2016, he gets another shot as the offensive coordinator at Grambling State. Obviously, not the best job in the world. Obviously, not the best man in the world. A second chance? Yeah, go for it. Let's see what happens. But pardon me if I'm rooting against Grambling State every single Saturday this fall. Dave Hooker, off Thug Sports. The upfront wrap-up is the meat and potatoes. Red meat, I'll have you know. Not just any old white meat. Red meat and potatoes. Uh, part of the show, the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, where we hurl headlines at you in rapid-fire succession, and you can pick and choose which ones you think are important or whether or not you actually like our take on them or not. And uh, usually takes up about half of the, the recorded podcast. Then we can break it out into some other segments that make it very easy to sponsor. For those of you who might want to sponsor the show, please contact Jen at your earliest opportunity and have your checkbook ready, and we will take care of you. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get going here. The First of all, before we go back to Ukraine, have I heard it correctly? Is it done? Has the decision been made? Is Katanji Brown-Jackson now yes. the nominee? Yes. All right, because it was still, yep. when I left the house this morning, he had a nominee, but they had not named her. We pretty much were sure it was going to be a her, mm-hmm. and that was certainly the the way I was going to go. Mm-hmm. I, well, that's where my money was. Yeah, the news came in just about an hour ago. Okay, so President Joe Biden has chosen Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson, former public defender, current judge on the very powerful appeals court circuit up in New York, nominee to replace uh, Stephen Breyer. She is known as much for as anything else for judicial reform. Mm-hmm. And that basically, you would think that puts her left of center, but fairness is fairness. They're, 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 the center should be what is fair, what we strive for. And that's what and you want in a judge as well. Certainly. And uh, I would I would say that her chances are extremely high. She's also served as a public defender, which yes. is which is wonderful experience. And she's 51 years old, which makes her young. the second youngest. Yes. Of course, Amy Coney Barrett is the, the youngest. Her record is very heavy on very complex technocratic cases. Mm-hmm. She is not scared to take on very complicated issues. And I think it's good to have someone younger and, and savvy about technology as well. Um, something worth noting is that she also appears to carry uh, bipartisan support. There's really not yeah. been a whole lot of opposition from the GOP. I, I, I don't think that now is definitely not the time to pick fights over small things. I, I was going to say, if we're going to spend a lot of time on this inside the you know, the walls of Congress and Senate, we, that would be a bad look. Let's it would just, be. A let's bad just move look. along. we got more important yeah. things exactly. here. Yeah, and she seems to be wildly uh, qualified for this position. Absolutely. Well, Lindsey Graham, the, the GOP's GOP member uh, yeah. from South Carolina, and looks like Susan Collins of Maine, uh, Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, uh, all voted for her last summer when so, she was confirmed. Yeah. 
some of the usual suspects, and then you got Lindsey thrown in there, and he's a water carrier if anybody is. Yeah. So, all right, uh, we got a couple of folks from Chattanooga who have some real insight into the Ukraine. You might want to pay attention to what they have to say. And Sokol is a missionary who's been serving the Ukraine, and actually we got married there to a, a Ukrainian man, and uh, she is from Chattanooga. She's still inside the national border right this minute. Um, Irina Kamelko is a UTC professor who is Ukrainian who came here to teach. Uh, so just kind of just keep your eyes and ears open for comments from them because they have a little insight that most of us do not have. Mm. Um, I, I, I have a huge question. Well, we just sent 7,000 more troops to Germany. We're shoring up the NATO countries that border this hot spot. Keep in mind, again, like I said before, if they strike against our NATO allies, then all bets are off, and that World War III-looking headline will become true. Yeah. Uh, it, like I said, just, just like the Hells Angels and the MS-13. If you take on one, you take on the whole group. You will not win. Now, this is what Russia needs to understand. Of course, the threat of nukes is, is always there, and, and, and everybody's going to be hesitant. Sure. Um, why Chernobyl? I'm just going to – I know this isn't really a headline – thing but i mean why was that a target obviously primary up front and first well chernobyl is an excellent staging area uh because it's largely abandoned yeah so if you have a whole bunch for, of for obvious reasons for obvious reasons uh but for short term exposure it's not that dangerous for one number two they're conscripts he doesn't care yeah. and they can gather there they can camp there and uh uh, it, it's it's an easy yeah don't they say it's still somewhat radioactive like it is it's still, well, it'll, it'll still contaminants be, it'll be radioactive as long as human beings are around yeah don't drink the likely. water but as you just said like putin yeah. cares about that yeah, yeah and you can have a, a rather large uh staging area and it, it's not a big deal because it's mostly empty and you're not going to see a whole lot of opposition from uh ukrainian troops because it, uh, it's not active anymore. A lot of people don't know this, but the Chernobyl nuclear power plant remained active until 2000, and it was decommissioned in actually 2021 uh, is when they were supposed to have completed decommissioning. Um, so you do still have personnel there who are working on reclamation, which is to say cleanup. Uh, there are people there who are not Ukrainian, who are from an international EU group who are working on overseeing uh, the, the whole shebang. So there's been a rumor and uh, I think the White House uh, played into it a little bit yesterday, sorry, I should say uh, Thursday, uh, at the press conference meeting that was held uh, last night for us, Thursday night for you listening. Uh, they said that there's a possibility that uh, they're being held hostage. That would be, that's a potential for an international crisis in and of itself. Brian, I would, uh, I'll tell you this, I, I know that it's very, it's very easy to belittle and make fun of USA Today from the very beginning uh, when it first started, it it was it was kind of a the People magazine of newspapers. <laughs> it was a bit of a rag. It, yeah. it was it was it was literally just just like seriously, just like just like People, you know. Said that it it's designed for you to be able to read the entire thing from cover to cover while you're sitting on a toilet, mm -hmm. and that's kind of the way USA Today was broken down. But it's still out there, and they do have good reporters, and they do very good job a very good job of taking very complex issues and breaking them down for idiots like me. No, I, I've uh, always enjoyed the USA. Today. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to summarize real quickly. Uh, Chernobyl is I'm a sorry. good place as a staging area. 
You can move a lot of people there. It's mostly empty. And the most important point, it's not far from Kiev. Well, the, re- the reason I, I mean, one of the reasons I bring it up is, I mean, you know, just we're, we're trying to get our, our heads wrapped around Ukraine. Most Americans don't know much about it. I mean, it's we're, we're talking about an area about the size of Texas, all right? Which is big. Uh, and the Donbass region, which is the one that is really where all the military action is taking place right now, where the breakaway republics are that are now you know, recognized as nations by Putin, is about the size. If you took upper, upper New York, dropped it down to lower D.C., including Philly, mm-hmm. that's about the size of the area we're talking about. It's really a coal bed. That, I mean, I think the Donbass actually means coal bed. It may. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. And the entire region is best known for sunflowers, Chernobyl, and the reason that Trump got you know impeached the first time. Why are people calling it Kiev and some calling it Kiev? Because Kiev was the Russian pronunciation right. and spelling of it, and the Ukrainians, when they became independent, they wanted to it. go back to their own language okay. and their own pronunciations. But old habits die hard. And we were saying like Portuguese and Spanish sound exactly the same to right. us, but not to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the USA Today, the reason I brought that up is there's a huge uh, timeline here of all the failed diplomatic efforts on the Ukrainian crisis. It really started back in November of last year. That's a good breakdown. And it, it is a very good breakdown. And again, they make it really simple for you. They're big believers in pie charts, bar charts, <laughs> and flow charts. Um, and it just, it is- Lines going places. Yeah, and, and lines lines from A to B. I mean, and it just, and everybody was involved and, and it was clear that he had his head down and ears back and he was going in and nobody wasn't gonna listen to anybody. The same thing, and here's a map of the region I was just talking about that gives you a really good idea of the areas that you're now becoming familiar with hearing and where they are right now. This is the way they exist in our world, and this is the way they exist in Putin's dream world. Right. And it's a, it takes over another half of the country. It's funny because those are almost exactly the images I was texting you guys a yeah, couple of days yeah, ago. Yeah, I know. I mean, so, I mean we've, we've been way ahead of the curve on this one for a while. Um, all right, we'll, we'll move on to a couple of other things. We'll, we'll drop back to this again and again and again, I'm sure. The trio of officers um, in Minneapolis found guilty of depriving George Floyd of his civil rights. Right, no surprise it, there. Isn't that, just, isn't, that, isn't that just so counterintuitive and weird? How's that? that? Well, when you murder somebody, you take away their civil rights, and it's a separate trial on a separate charge. It's oh, just yeah. it's just weird. I mean, the the guys down in you know the, these are the officers, of course. The guys down in Georgia, the hate crimes trial, you understand that extra layer a little bit more than right. Well, when they killed, heinous. they could have killed him without violating his civil rights. I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not really sure how that would have worked. Yeah, I, I guess. It, okay, I, my understanding is is such. Uh, if they had attempted to provide first aid for George Fly- Floyd, excuse me, uh, this probably wouldn't be happening. So even if George Floyd died, which of course he did, even if George Floyd died at the hands of Officer Chauvin, the other three officers may not be charged uh, in this crime if at some point they had attempted to provide first aid. Um, you mentioned the Roberts Mill Road uh, is going to be shut down for at least eight weeks and maybe mm-hmm. longer than that. We've already spent, last year we spent $64,000 on this road. And that's I lived a, I lived, I lived on the Signal, the, the Sequatchie side of Signal Mountain years ago before I ever got married to my first wife. I had a cabin up there, hmm. which was as far out as you could basically be and still be considered a commuter resident and in, in worker of Chattanooga, Tennessee is way out there. Is that when you didn't have a phone? 
Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know, certainly did not have a phone. I didn't <laughs> want one and didn't need one. I just had a cabin out there to live by myself. But I mean, I would very often take Corral Road to Roberts Mill Road to make my way down. But if it was inclement weather, I did not because the road would crumble like a bunch of, you know, cookie dough. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like, too. I mean, it just did not hold up well Jeez. in bad way. And it was, you think the W Road is difficult? Roberts Mill Road is a true test of your driving ability. Yeah. And, of course, as always, the locals speed because they know every turn like the back of their hand, so they get right up on your bumper yep. and force you to go real fast. But, I mean, that 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 has been a problematic roadway since day one and i guess it always will be i just don't yeah. i don't think they can shore up the bedrock unless they put together like a car elevator or something i think it's always going to be a mess there's a new school funding structure we mentioned yesterday that has now been completely unveiled for k-12 through schools that's right and uh, there's a nice breakdown all of our local counties all of our local uh, school systems got money out of it mm -hmm. and uh, hamilton did very very well and it was designed to give more money to the schools that needed it more and when you see the percentage of increase for all the local counties hamilton's percentage of increase was higher than any of the rest bradley bledsoe ray sequatchie you would think they would be getting a little bit more in comparison but what do we have that they don't have lots of population and minorities mm -hmm. uh, and that's that that comes literacy at kindergarten is an aim I was literate at kindergarten I'm I not was. trying to brag I'm just saying I, I mean I went to kindergarten both when I was four and five years old I went twice because I think my mom just kind of used it as a babysitter so she could go back to work I could read fluently I could, I could read mm -hmm. I mean I could read mouse when I was in kindergarten without any trouble whatsoever. You're and a I, September baby though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You were on the cutoff. I eight. was. I that's, was. That's why she I was. repeated you. I was always the youngest person in my class. Yeah, and Jesse, always. Jesse, my daughter, same situation, same always the oldest. I was always the youngest person in my class right. every year, everywhere I went. And uh, and trust me, there are some times when that really doesn't serve you well. No. In school, in the <laughs> in, in the locker room, in the showers, yeah. in junior high, she it sucked. She should have held you back a year. Um, let's see. This is something you will never hear President Biden say. I hope he wants you to stay home, stay calm, stay safe, and make Molotov cocktails. That is exactly what the Ukrainian That's right. president said to his population Gosh. yesterday. Yeah. We don't want you to panic. Yeah, don't but panic. Go, but go ahead and cook up a few Molotov yeah. cocktails at the house so you can resist when they come your way. Wow. Good Lord. Yeah, that's uh, – we are very fortunate where we are now uh, in, in the United States and in most of the Western world, although Ukraine, I think, can be considered to be part of the Western world. 100,000 people have left Kiev already. Yep. Uh, Russians uh, – taking ukrainian uniforms there was a catch of them at chernobyl as a matter of fact mm -hmm. so the ukrainian army had a staging area so that's one of the reasons they got there so now we have russians dressed as ukrainian officers there was a cnn reporter yesterday who did an entire stand-up i saw that that was with, fascinating with, with 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 firing going on behind him he was describing the ukrainian army fighting back and then turned around and realized they were russian soldiers 
they were actually Russian soldiers yeah, they, that he was standing there doing his stand-up in front of and didn't even realize it. Wow. That's how confusing the lines are right now. Yeah, that was a particularly interesting story because that was uh, during the attempted capture of the airport near Kiev. So what happened was he had just left his uh, uh, hotel because it's a high-up building. They are worried about getting air-bombed, air uh, shelled. Uh, so he went to the airport near an airbase where he thought it might be a little bit safer, more open ground. And he ran into these uh, soldiers and went up to talk to them and introduced himself. And they were all cordial. But he, in the course of conversation, realized these were not Ukrainians. These are Russians because they're speaking Russian. <laughs> and, they, and boy, was he surprised. He was a little bit surprised. Well, those uh, people were part of the VDV. They were a Spetsnaz um, airborne. They were airdropped uh, to capture the airbase. They are most likely all dead now. The lines are not clear. Uh, clearly, they're not clear. Because the uh, airbase, uh, airstrip, air I should say, was retaken, I believe, um, yesterday morning. Uh, and the Ukrainian army reports that the airborne troops are both either dead or have uh, run off. Tennessee Democrats, uh, the party in general, and three individual voters who they got to, you have to have somebody to press the suit, right? Somebody has got to put their name on it. So three Tennessee voters have filed suit against the new redistricting that is so GOP heavy. Yeah, it is. And, uh, and we've, we've already seen some people say that they will not run again. Um, we've seen some other names thrown into the ring now um, that that shouldn't surprise anybody because they were movers and shakers, and now that they have more friendly Republican districts, they'll freely and decide, you know, this this will be a cakewalk. But the Democrats are fighting it, and so there will have to be a decision made there. Tennessee did make a decision yesterday, the state legislature. They will not allow Memphis to make its cops live inside the county or the city. Interesting. Uh, that is interesting. Memphis. I mean, this is this, and again, it goes against the normal Republican leanings of let home rule, you know, be established and let people make their own decisions. This is a kind of a top-heavy decision. Memphis said, "We want officers, the best officers we can get. We need to vamp up what we've got, ramp up what we got, and um, and and get better, better, you know, material in here, raw material to begin with." So we're going to have to broaden our scope, and the state said no. You, they've got to be residents. That, if you're not an elected, if you're not an elected official, why does it matter where you I live? I don't know exactly. why it would matter. I, I have think no idea why it would too. matter. I really don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little lipstick. We're coming for you. Yes. <laughs> Check out Greg Glover at, at five thirty. You know, he, he, he's got the lipstick. Oh my down. gosh, he's becoming a cross between <laughs> her, the grandfather on the Munsters. <laughs> <laughs> and who's the other one that I said? Who's the other one? He's Liberace. Liberace. Oh my God! He looks like Liberace. I mean, what seriously. is up with this? We all know I you guys have here. to wear makeup, but that lipstick is the a lipstick. little bit on the. You're working Jen's corner. Good is Lord. what it looks like to me. Um, Go with the the, the the more subdued tone. I like Greg. Lipstick. I don't know what he looks like on TV. I, don't I like too. Greg. I like him fine. I don't, I'm just saying. I see him do the, the Sinatra the, part the for the light, big Georgia, sweet yeah. Georgia the brown. The pink yeah. lipstick is not the way to go. I'm sorry. It's just something that stuck out of my mind. Said, my God, that's a lot of lipstick. <laughs> Georgia Senate has passed a bill banning transgender high school athletes from competing in the gender that they were not born into. Interesting. Now, why, why, why would it even... If, if it was a guy competing against girls in track or in weightlifting, okay, 
if it's a girl who wants to compete as a guy, why is that going to give her any advantage in any of these sports? Why would they care? Well, I think it is definitely lopsided. But uh, there was a story not too long ago, uh, and just take from this what you will. There was a story not too long ago about a transgender athlete who uh, shattered women's powerlifting records. Well, uh, I will leave that there. Yeah, I, I, I remember the story. Well, I, I've seen also. I mean, the, the wrestling. Yeah. Women are uh, women. Young girls are now consistently wrestling against the guys. Yeah, they've been doing that for some time. And there's nothing more intimidating than a girl who can pin you in front of all your friends. You know, True. I'll tell you. I mean, they literally guys will quit the team sometimes before they wrestle a girl they know they can't beat. Our our mutual friend Scott Trader, who owns uh, Chattanooga, what is it, Chattanooga Roofing Contractors, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. his daughter was the first girl at uh, Boyd Buchanan yeah, I to become a wrestler I talked on to the team on, on the general and knowing team. Scott and his wife and she's winning. probably a, a she's fine winning. physical specimen oh yeah. sure yeah I talked to him about that when he used to do a show on our uh, way back in the yeah, day yeah way back and she was she was a badass <laughs> there's <laughs> a bilateral pressure to release all the sanctions uh, that we got both Democrats and Republicans saying why are you holding anything back President Biden why at this point would you still be holding on the table, as it were, any personal sanctions against Putin or any of the oligarchs, but that is exactly the way he's playing it. Uh, Alec Baldwin, a bizarre thing yesterday, he is defending himself in a rather rambling manner and released, and this is like, this is what I do with my friends. You know, they'll contact me and I'll send them a video of a song that kind of explains the way I'm feeling. Yes. And they all know I do that. Yes. But this is Alec Baldwin who's facing charges of murder, and he released a video of Nina Simone singing the original version of Oh Lord, Please Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. That's weird. That uh, is weird. Yeah. That's the, just weird. I don't know if Baldwin's guys, weird. I don't know if yeah. you guys saw the video um, that the... Uh, the husband... No, uh, I'm trying to think of the word lawyer. The video that the lawyers uh, representing the victims have put out, um, it paints. Now, granted, it's very biased because it's the lawyer representing the families, yeah. but it paints uh, it paints uh, Alec Baldwin in a much more responsible role right. than perhaps he would like. I have not changed my opinion one iota on it. It's his fault. Well, and evidently, neither has uh, yeah. Helena's husband, no. who is incidentally Ukrainian. Oh, I didn't. No, he that. did. He didn't commit murder. It might be his. And fault. he's also no, an no, attorney. No, no, murder. no, no. no, right. no. I, he, he, there was no intent. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. It was a tragic, tragic accident. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't have happened if he not pointed the gun at her and pulled the trigger. It definitely could have been prevented. I would it's agree. It's just. It, I just can't see how it gets any more simple than that. Um, real fast, the um, the death of of Sally Kellerman affects me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know y'all probably don't even know who that is. Nope. She I have was, no idea. She was the actress that actually played. Margaret Hotlips Houlihan in the movie, Uh-oh. and she was extremely good. She was nominated for an Oscar for that role, and she had a brief career after that. But she was a very she was an oddball. She was very eccentric. She died at eighty four yesterday, Aww. and just didn't get a lot of roles because she just plain liked basically. Oh, just her, being yeah, herself. I know she who is. played yeah. her in in the show. Loretta Switch. Loretta Switch. Loretta Switch. She was in I loved uh, her. Back to School, I yeah, think. Yes. Rod, Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> yes, movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> she she, she was funny. She she took she took odd roles, kind of kind of like Crispin Glover or somebody <laughs> like that, or you know Christopher Walken. She t- would take the occasional odd role, but but Mash again the book 
was the funniest book I've ever read. Really? And uh, yes, oh, without a doubt. Boy, and, she was and the damn good looking. Woo! Yeah. Oh, man, are you kidding me? I didn't know there was a book. And 20 years ago, this last Saturday, two days ago, so we weren't able to say anything about it beforehand because I just, we had too much going on. Trayvon Martin was killed by George Zimmerman 10, ten years, years ago. Gosh, ten years it feels, ago. Like, and I said feels like yesterday. 10 years ago on Saturday. And yeah, think about that. I remember Steel Pulse playing at Riverbend that year. That doesn't seem like a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And they came out and they dedicated their set to Trayvon Martin. Yeah. And, you know, some of the crowd went, ooh, and some of the crowd went, yay. Yay. And I mean, it was, it was you know, the fact that they dedicated the song to him. And just, uh, it's just amazing how time will fly. All you young people, keep in mind, trust old El Jefe on this one. Everything they say about getting old is true. It is. <laughs> Everything they say, all that stuff you're blowing off and you're thinking that won't happen to me, right. you just wait. And for all you young parents, cherish every moment. Um, the front page of the Times Free Press uh, it says area swamped. It's talking about the flooding that we've had, and they show the fishing pier with the water flowing over the actual walkway. It I've, doesn't even look that bad, though. No, it's not. I said, I've, I've seen where this entire structure cannot even be seen. Yeah, I've seen it's that, It's completely too. underwater. I mean, the, you can't even see where the piers are. So, I mean, yeah, it, we're, we're flooded, but we're not flooded anywhere near as much as we have been you in the past. You could still walk on that pier. No doubt. And uh, just one or two other ones real fast here. The poll, I will do this on the justice nominee. Not going to surprise anybody. Uh, black women say it's very important to have a black woman on the Supreme Court, 70%. Uh, 54% of black men polled say the same thing. And to answer your question before you ask it, Brian, this is a NORC Center for Public Affairs <laughs> Research poll. White women say 26%. I'm kind of surprised that's that low. White men, just 16%. All adults, 29%. So a third say it's very important to have a black woman on the Supreme Court. I don't know if that's the USA Today you're using right now, but that is the one thing that irritates me about the USA Today is all the damn polls. Polls, 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 (laughs) polls. They're everywhere. All right. Just like the pie charts. I like the pie charts, though, for some reason. I like the pie charts. I just like the pictures. Everybody's got one. Coming up. This is what they swore. We all knew how Thank you very much for making Chattanooga Driving Show part of your day. We appreciate you more than you can ever, ever, ever know. No matter how much you think you know, you really don't know. All right? And uh, brought to you by Cadis. And we're very, very, very proud to have Cadis as part of our team here of sponsors as well. And uh, today's editorial, which is what this is, everybody's got one and most of them stink category, the little part of the show here that we do. is uh, It's going to be somebody else's opinion, but it's going to be something that I can buy into 100%. And that is uh, Ron Hart, who I have said before, I, he was my guest on my show a couple of times when he was just getting started. He really wanted to be a talk radio guy, and he's actually found his calling as a columnist. Ron is funny. He has a great sense of humor. He is very egotistical. He is extremely <laughs> proud of his own opinions and well, is a very, columnist. very happy to share them with you exactly, and he's 100% sure he's right. Well, that's not a criticism. I'm just saying that's just part of his nature. And uh, But he did a great job on the obituary, his own column, to P.J. O'Rourke. 
And we noted, of course, the passing of P.J. O'Rourke. Yeah. And I'm just going to just share a little bit of this with you. I mean, Ron, again, every columnist is going to hit one out of the park every once in a while. (laughs) You keep writing a column every day. You're going to you're going to you're going to get you're going to get one that everybody agrees on at some point. But he just he said point blank. He wanted to be P.J. O'Rourke. And I, I did too. Compliment. I wanted to be Hunter Thompson, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. But I mean, I didn't have what it takes to be Hunter Thompson. But I mean, P.J. O'Rourke, even though his politics were different, it didn't affect his writing style at all, and he was hilarious. Let me just share some of the. He was. I wanted to be like him, not famous enough to be bothered in public, <laughs> but just famous famous enough to get a kidney if I needed one. <laughs> For he starts off like that, and then he he just here's some of my favorite quotes from P.J. You've got to understand people are motivated by fun, and they should be. Giving money and power to government is like giving whiskey and car keys to teenage boys. Whatever it is that the government does, sensible Americans would prefer that the government does it to somebody else. This is the idea behind foreign policy. The best and brightest don't go into politics. The best and brightest go to Goldman Sachs. That's probably true these days as well. Fiscal conservatism is just an easy way to express something that is a bit more difficult which is that the size and scope of government and really the size and scope of politics in our lives has grown uncomfortably unwieldy, intrusive, and inefficient. Does anybody have any problem with that? I agree 100%. The mystery of government is not how Washington works, but how to make it stop. (laughs) People will tell you anything, but what they do is always the truth. When the government runs out of lenders, it can do something that households are forbidden to do, print money. If we're looking for the source of our troubles, we shouldn't test people for drugs. We should test them for stupidity, ignorance, greed, and love of power. In theory, that was another thing. P.J. O'Rourke was completely down with the drug culture. I'm sure. You know, and he said, that's nobody's business. If I'm going down the road in America with a 17-year-old girl in my car, and I'm drinking, and I'm high, and I'm still obeying the rules of the law and the road, you ought not mess with me. It's none of your business. He was an old-school quasi-libertarian, for sure. Big time. In theory, taxes should be like shopping. What I buy is government services. What I pay are my taxes. The two most frightening words in Washington are bipartisan consensus. (laughs) Bipartisan consensus is when my doctor and my lawyer agree with my wife that I need help. (laughs) The whole idea of our government is this. If enough people get together and act in concert, they can take something and not pay for it. (laughs) That's a good one. That is a good one. The Nobel Peace Prize has always been a joke, albeit a grim one. Alfred Bernard Nobel famously invented dynamite and felt sorry about it. Yeah. And that is something that gets lost, and he, that's true. Fun fact about that, he thought that dynamite would end all wars because they thought he thought that it was so terrible a weapon, no one would want to use it. And uh, and the uh, last one is just says, Hillary Clinton is actually America's ex-wife. So Ooh. there you go. A, li- a little political stab there toward the end. That's everybody's got one. Thank you very much. If that's as bad as it gets, I mean, that's pretty mild compared to what we see today. Yeah, brought to you again by... Cadis, and we appreciate those folks joining us, and we welcome them coming in. The mission of Cadis is to deliver the highest quality treatment, prevention, and education services to the chemically dependent, their families, and the community at large, regardless of their ability to pay. Go to the website. You'll find more info on that last part. The duh category. The duh category. Oh, my God. What did I do with it? 
I have lost the duh category. Isn't this the duh category? No, I actually... It says duh on it. It says duh. I I had it. I have now actually shuffled it inside and under and around some paper somewhere, and I no longer have it in front of me. I do apologize profusely. It does happen from time to time when I start shuffling stuff in here. But, I mean, I guess we're never short on duh. We're never short on duh. I could just actually say half the show is a duck at it. I was going to say it really, really, <laughs> truly is, and I, I could just say it very simply. I, let's just let's go with this. What Chuck Fleischman said yesterday, I'm giving him total props and credit for because he's finally saying something I can completely 100% get behind. But shouldn't everybody be saying that? Who, who? I, even, I yesterday I asked the question: will, will Tucker Carlson change his tune? Tonight on Fox when his show comes on. No. Well, that was last night. And, and actually, he was doing a pretty good job of just being an anchor. Okay. He was being less of an opinionated, you know, pundit and more of just an anchor going to the experts who were saying things that would clearly be against what he would normally be saying on his show. They were making statements as fact based on the facts that we had about what were going on and he did not interrupt them and allowed them to continue and just let other people do the talking last night now he okay. did you know and he he's not going to be able to just like me he's not going to be able to not in, in insert some of his opinion here and there but i mean anything that he was saying about putin not invading went away and he was you know one of the chief voices and there were several out there that were saying it's not going to happen, not going to happen. Matt Taby, the the former Rolling Stone writer, speaking mm-hmm. of Rolling Stone, PJ and Hunter S. Thompson, Matt Taby, that's where he 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 earned his chops. Oh yeah, he said the same thing from the other side of the political spectrum because he's not going to do it. He's too smart to do this. Well, guess what? He did he, it. He he wasn't, and he did. I think that a lot of that came from the mentality that it can't happen, um, which I think that that mentality has been thoroughly shattered. I was thoroughly of the opinion that it could happen, uh, and I, when I tried to express that to people who were sure. on the fence, not paying attention, it, for some reason people just didn't want to believe it. And I think so, that's what it came down to: is they didn't want to believe it could happen. Forgive me for not having a better prepared duh, but it's not hard to find one. Just look around you. Brought to you by Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58, next to the Hungry House, where you get all your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Filled Chattanooga Safety Products. What are you doing? What are you doing? And, well, waiting on the State of the Union address. Okay, here's what we've got. Um, Gary Thurman at Guardian Investment Advisors. This is the last day, uh, but he's collecting canned foods and shelf-stable items to provide healthy uh, foods for his food uh, insecure neighbors. So if you go to his location, which is... 1309 Panorama Drive, Suite 115, which is right off of East Brainerd Road, if you're heading toward Gun Barrel on the right. Um, he's doing that today. So go by if you can and just drop drop off some healthy food. They're looking for heart healthy food mm. since this was heart month. Um, and by the way, this segment is brought to you by Guardian Investment Advisors. That's 710-9199. And that's Gary Thurman and his buddy Todd and all the rest of the folks over there who invest your money. Well, there will be a celebration of Shannon Fuller's life. Um, it'll be held next Saturday, March 5th at 1 p.m. at St. Luke's United Methodist Church. That's located at 3210 Social Circle, uh, 37415, which is in my neck of the woods over in Red Bank, I mm. believe. 
Shannon has requested donations be made in her honor uh, to the Humane Educational Society or to Hospice of Chattanooga. Yeah, the State of the Union address is tomorrow. Is tomorrow. Yes, and everybody, there's, if there's ever been, we all know how boring they are. We all know that the pomp and the circumstance yeah. and the stand I generally don't watch them. Five, five, five. It's just, I watch them. It's, it's 20 minutes of information jammed into two and a half hours. And uh, But, I mean, for God's sakes, it really should be your American-obligated duty to watch it tomorrow night. Well, what's Come interesting on, about it— we, we've got we've got to know where we're coming sure, from. Sure, and yeah. what's interesting about it this this year is that this is the latest a president has ever delivered. I was just thinking that it's normally speech. in February, early February, late January. January. Yeah, late January. It's usually late in January. January. I got a bad yeah. feeling about it. The fact that it's happening now, I don't know. I don't like it. it the, the, the timing is unfortunate. I just— I will watch this one. I'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah. I will watch this one. Well, I mean, we all should. We all should. I mean, I have to in general because it's my job, but yeah. <laughs> the, I think this one in particular is worth watching. Now, and I, I will go ahead and uh, and roll forward, but I have an addition to something that you talked about mm -hmm. yesterday coming okay. up with Pimp's Corner. At Quality Tire Pros, we look forward to keeping you on the road in 2022. If your ride is running as rough as the past two years have been, stop in today. Let us check it out. For a quality ride and one you can count on, we carry great tire brands like Michelin. No matter what you drive or where you've driven, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Quality Tire Pros on Cherokee Boulevard. Pimp's Corner, Pimp Jen, named thusly by myself on the first day we started working together at the old radio station that we were together at because she was going to be selling my butt out on the streets and still does today, did it yesterday, took off out of here as soon as we got through recording and went back out there and started beating the streets again. And she has her own corner that she works every single day. And that's where we are right now at the Pimp's Corner. Do you want to share yeah. what you were going to share? Yeah. You talked about the 19-year-old who lost his, you know, legs and fingers yes. amputated, uh, according to the New England Journal of, of Medicine. Noodles? Yeah. Because of noodles. Um, all right, here we go. I have the diagnosis. It was meningococcal purputa fulminant. Which is meningitis. Meningitis. Uh, <laughs> it was not salmonella, which is what I said, or botulism. Right. right. You know, but they say actually it comes naturally like botulism does in a vacuum container. Botulism grows with no oxygen. It's mm -hmm. it's anaerobic. Oh, it presents um, a purpuric rash and systemic gangrene. Ooh. And it's, and that's what got him. It started at the extremities yep. like frostbite and started His working its way inward. His limbs turned purple. And they have to get way out in front of it, yeah. so the amputation is not just going to be the affected what area. What a horrible it's story, poor kid. But they say experts warn against improperly storing leftover rice because rice and pasta in particular contain a bacterium called Bacillus cereus, when heated and left out too long, the bacteria produce a toxin. So storing Chinese food, I'm out. sorry, is out, right out, or paella. No, I mean, if you I leave mean, it out. No, I'm saying, put I mean, it in paella, your fridge. Yeah, I mean, but even, yeah. even then, only a day or two, and then get rid of it, because it will basically turn toxic on you in a fairly short amount of time. And a lot of people probably have been made sick by this over the years and didn't know why were they. They were so scratchy mm -hmm. and itchy and had that rash and they were just barely dodging 
essentially gangrene. Yeah. Right. So be careful. Sure. I'd, I'd never heard that before. So I've been, I hadn't either. I've been a careful of dented cans all my life because they scared <laughs> me to death of dented cans when I was young. Don't eat that Vienna sausage. Oh I my think God. that was our generation because I, I have the same fear. I always yeah. go to the back of the bunch. Oh, really? For me, I'm just like, ooh, a dented can. <laughs> Cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Get, a, get a discount. This was posted on Facebook by a friend of mine who lives in New York uh, several days ago last week. And it goes like this. The, Ukra- the Ukraine and Russia crisis in simple terms for those who have no idea what's going on. Ukraine used to be in an abusive relationship with Russia, feeding him, letting him use her car, giving him whatever he asked for until she built up the confidence to call it quits back in 1991. Since the Ukraine has been working on herself, becoming a strong, independent woman with help from friends like France, America, Poland, etc., offering her support, loaning her money, and helping her find her way. Ukraine has been enjoying being single for 30 years and looking forward to continuing to grow and create new friendships. Now Russia, being the toxic ex that it, that it is and wants her back, it's decided uh, it doesn't want her meeting new people or creating any new, any new relationships. A couple of weeks ago, Russia started sitting in the front of, the, of Ukraine's house. And when her friends ask him what he's doing there, he said, oh, nothing, just getting a little bit of exercise in, that's all. After her friends told her that Russia was potentially getting ready to do something bad to her, he said, they're lying. They just want you to be scared of me, and that's not what it is. Yesterday, which would be Thursday of last week, Russia broke into Ukraine's house beating her up and taking advantage of her while on live stream and double dog daring any of her friends to do something about it. I thought that was pretty cute. That's, That's pretty accurate. A fairly good analogy. Yeah. Without a doubt. And the double dog daring is uh, has got everybody, you know, asking the question, is, is he the guy that's capable of a first nuclear strike against an enemy that does nothing more than stand up to him on a foreign land? And foreign soil, yeah. and uh, I, I, I would come to the conclusion without any thought whatsoever. Yes, I would agree. And this is something that I certainly didn't think we'd have to deal with in my lifetime. I thought all this was behind us in the eighties. He truly wants. He he thinks he's going to go down in history as the next Napoleon or Alexander That's the Great. Right. Yeah. And instead, he's going to go down in history, and he's beginning to see the writing on the wall now. The world hates him, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. going to go down as as the next Hitler or Stalin. Or, or Pol Pot right. and may ratchet it up a notch because, he, you know, okay, if that's the way you feel, here comes you one. Mm-hmm. And the, the man's a psychopath. He is. He's, he is a psychopath he's and he's a, a murderer. He's yeah. a murderer. Yeah, and he's not stupid. That's the other thing. That's people, the scariest part. That's the most frightening thing is that he's not an idiot. He's played multi-level chess for a long time with the entire world and, has, and is currently winning has everybody in check right now. They're scared to act. So also, Sean Penn, naturally, he's in the Ukraine right now filming a documentary. He'd already started well before this began. He had started about a year prior. Um, So I thought that was just interesting, and and, and I'm looking forward to that coming out when it's done. Um, They are uh, praising him for his bravery for being there. I don't think Sean scared him much. I don't think he is either. Given he interviewed El Chapo, yeah. I mean, I really don't. And, and he, he clearly has an extremely curious mind, and he's definitely an auteur. We all know his talent behind the camera and in front of it, so it should be interesting to see what he comes away with. Mm. 
And then bringing it back to local, Tyner Academy recently earned the FAFSA champion status for 2021-2022 academic year. The designation is awarded to schools whose Tennessee Promise FAFSA completion rate um, increases. So uh, Tyner has increased by 5% or more um, over the previous year, and that's awesome. All right. Do you know what the FAFSA is? Of course. Russell does not. The FAFSA is the form that you would fill out for to get the grants or financial aid for college. Oh, cool. So that's what we're saying. That if you congratulations, if you really if you really want to go to college, you got a kid who wants to go to college. There are funds out there available for you. And she says it's easy to apply. It is. I say it's not easy to apply, but they have people there that will actually do the application process for you. Literally, just go in there and use the El Jefe librarian method and go, I'm confused, help me, and they will do it for you, and you'll end up in school. Yeah. And just like Pim, Pimp Jen gets her corner, Russell the Love Muscle gets to flex. This is the Muscle Flex segment of the show. And it's his to do with as he so chooses. Well, I want to do, because that is the case, I want to do a two-tiered thing. I have a short anecdote, and then I, I want to do what I'm going to call no such thing as dumb questions. So I am not an expert on Ukraine, on war, on really anything, actually. But uh, maybe I can answer questions that a lot of you have uh, that you think are dumb questions. But there's no such thing. So don't worry. Uh, there's no shame here in not knowing things. So think of something, and I'll try to answer what uh, I can. But before we do that, I want to let you know that Jason Armstrong is the owner of American Exotic Guitars. He's the true definition of local artist, musician, and craftsman. American Exotic Guitars provides the highest end in quality, handcrafted, and completely custom-made instruments. These stunning guitars feature premium components with a solid body construction using both traditional uh, tone woods and what they call American Exotics, such as Osage Orange, Acacia Koa, Black Walnut, Honey Locust, Sassafras, and Persimmon. American Exotic Guitars believes that the comfort and beauty of their instruments are inextricably entwined. The guitars look, perform, and feel amazing to play. Find them online, AmericanExoticGuitars.com, on Facebook and Instagram, or you can reach Jason directly at AmericanExoticGuitars at gmail.com. All right, quick anecdote and then uh, question and answer. In order to qualify as a fighting ace, a pilot has to take down five enemy planes over the course of their career. In the 21st century, due to the asymmetrical nature of mo most recent wars, no pilot has qualified. Afghanistan, as we all know, had next to no Air Force. Uh, Iraq's Air Force was mostly blown up while still in hangars and on the runway or taken out by anti-air missiles. Pilot versus pilot dogfights were thought to be a thing of the past with anti-air missiles being so advanced. There is, however, one pilot who may have just met the qualification, although it's officially unconfirmed. A corner of the internet that studies war has been enamored by a pilot known only as the Ghost of Kiev. Whether real or not, he's become a symbol of resistance against all odds in Ukraine. The Ghost of Kiev is said to, be, uh, said to have taken out six Russian jets in air-to-air -air combat, putting him one over the limit. This would make the unnamed pilot the first ace fighter pilot in the 21st century. Twitter is lit up with messages of support, mostly from Ukrainians, many saying good luck to the Ghost of Kiev. There's a quote, The Ghost of Kiev is the guardian angel we've been praying for. Another one, I believe in the ghost of Kiev. We don't know if the ghost of Kiev or Kiev is real or not, but many believe in an unnamed man behind the stick of a MiG-29 screaming over the skies of Ukraine. All right, Q&A, what you got? Um, first of all, the first flying ace of all time was? Baron von Richthofen? Yeah, absolutely. Manfred 
Von Richthofen, the Red Baron, 80, 80 downed Allied pilots. Were they even called Allies in those days? I think so. The good guys. Yeah, the ones the, who the, were the, not the, the good guys. Powers. And keep in mind that the pilots in those days, parachutes did exist, as we were talking about the other day, but the pilots thought that they were symbols of cowardice and would not wear them. Mm-hmm. So they went down with their ships. That means 80 dead pilots. That's absolutely phenomenal. Um, we had wonderful pilots on our side, and the RAF had numerous, uncountable pilots who probably scored into the 20s and 30s, but they were so busy fighting, they didn't have uh, you know time to put stamps on the side of their planes. Yeah. Um, I guess the last ones would really be, that I can think of, that just immediately popped them, I'm the Tuskegee Airmen, the, the mm. Red Tails. Uh, yeah. All of them were ace, ace, ace fighter pilots, and all of them had probably earned the, those stripes. I, I don't know in the Vietnam era. Maybe Korea. I don't know about Vietnam. Possibly. Yeah, I, I think by the time we got there, I, I, I think dogfights really had become just about a thing of the past. I mean, because dogfights normally also happened over big naval ships. Right. Uh, they, were, they, were, they were naval victories and naval battles that were taking place in the air. Now, every single you know, armed force has their own you know, uh, wings. You know the Marines have wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know the obviously the the Navy the Navy pilots are probably better than the Air Force best pilots to be frank. Um, but I mean I, I, it's that's just phenomenal to me. I don't even know. I mean the, with the way these ships move nowadays, I don't know how much skill would be involved in actually lining up somebody, getting a lock, and letting it go because the missile is going to chase the plane even if you yeah. send it in the opposite direction. The bigger skill I think is in not getting blown up. Uh, like you said, the missiles are so advanced now. They're they're what we call fire and forget. You fire the missile, it locks onto the heat signature of the enemy pilot and blows them up. So the fact that uh, anyone could survive six encounters, much less six make six kills, is just astounding in and of itself. I have one other question that I, I'll ask, and 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 you guys would be kind of. I don't of... even remember the rest of the stuff. I don't even remember the other topics. <laughs> any 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 topic any topic anytime anywhere yeah no i, I just mean in general about the conflict not about the no, actual story I, I was just gonna say this you know we talked about the fact that we sent so many right we sent we sent eighteen thousand rifles to the ukrainian citizenry mm-hmm. it was meant to be put in the hands of the people that are home staying calm and making molotov cocktails right all right so and we all know they're going to be some kind of ar or AK knockoff more than likely. Now yep. we, we'll, we're not we're not above using an AK. That was a Soviet style weapon. Um, but what would you rather if you were on the ground fighting a guerrilla war mm-hmm. right now in Kiev? What would be your weapon of choice? Because I've given some thought to it, and I don't know that a um, a street sweeper shotgun loaded with a, a mixture of both you know uh, actual shells and buckshot with a decent size, you know, uh, a barrel length on it, not talking about sawed off, mm. but, you know, real short range. I'm talking about something that could really pop, mm. more like a goose gun. I don't know that that with a capacity of 20 wouldn't be the best weapon to have. Well, if it were me and I had to pick, I would I would take the cop out and say whatever uh, has the highest amount of ammo availability because I can only carry so many magazines on me and those are going to run out hopefully before I die. 
so I would say probably an AK platform in 545 because that's what's most common there. Now, if I like Dream Gun, you have uh, as much ammunition as you want. I would just be boring and say I want an AR-15, uh, probably a uh, M16A4, 16-inch barrel, 30-round magazine. I, I like the idea of uh, of this segment doing a Q and A. There are no dumb questions because all I bring are dumb questions to um, to international and I've conflict of, I've and of combat, too. and I have we, a half dozen. We, yeah. we have nine it. minutes until I hope this show ends. Okay. I don't have time to do any of it. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move forward we'll and keep your keep week. your dumb questions in mind. I, I love the idea, but I would no. I would take nine minutes for me to do everything I want to do. Right Mountains now. looking go. at each other. I'm going to be very fast. God, on it this took one. me that whole segment to come up with a question. Well, you just just write it down. <laughs> Send it, send it in a letter to yourself. Um, mountains looking at each other, storytelling. It's just real quick. Um, I have told the story more than a, a few times on the air, so I won't bore you with it again. When I paddled my little 12-foot fiberglass canoe into the storm waters of Flintstone, Georgia, and got sucked into a storm drain, uh, I still, to this day, can wake up with a start from the feeling and the sound that that canoe made as it cracked in half and was sucked into the storm drain, and I somehow survived. It was, without a doubt, one of the stupidest things I've ever done, if not the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. But also, just looking at that front page picture and thinking, that water's not even that high. The highest I've ever seen the Tennessee River. I left that morning after a big storm. It had been raining for days. It cleared up. I had two mid-level paddlers, whitewater paddlers with me, younger guys, one of them was using Rebecca's boat. The other one had his own boat, and we went to the Hawassi. When we got to the Hawassi, to the actual put-in area, uh, we noticed a busload of rafters, tourists, leaving the put-in, which means that they had opted not to put in the river. Hmm. Now, the river was a little high, but what they knew that we didn't know was that it was about to get infinitely higher very quickly, and they had shut down all commercial traffic on the Okoe and the Hawassi. Uh -oh. Nobody told us that. So we put in, I looked at the young men I was with, I thought, they, they're okay, we can do this, but the water rose nine feet in the next wow. 30 minutes. Nine feet. Good Lord. And it turned the Hawassi into a river that I did not recognize. We were regularly paddling through the woods or the roadways mm -hmm. oh or gosh. the railroad trestle that surrounded the river and not in the riverbed. I could just tell we were actually out of the actual riverbed. All of the rapids had changed. They swam three times at least a piece, which means I had to rescue them three times a piece. I was exhausted, and I finally, as I watched my wife's boat float away, never to be seen again. Oh, no. Uh, I told them to get on the railroad track and to start running downstream to see if they could catch the boat, that today was a day that God had decided they didn't need to be on the river. Mm -hmm. And I went down by myself for the rest of the ride, probably a very bad decision, but I survived. I got there. I paddled off the river directly, and you've been there before, into the parking lot of the takeout, oh. and I pulled myself out of my boat using the directional informational map sign for the park service, the one that you go up to and you point at it and you say, we're going to be walking <laughs> over here, and everybody's standing around with their picnic gear. That's what I was hanging on to when I got out of my boat. 
That's how high the water was. And when I came back downtown, they had every single access to the river blocked off with police vehicles and yellow tape. And when I got downtown, they didn't want anybody even near it. If you go to the riverfront, which we mentioned the other day, that is terraced and stair steps, there are 13 steps and it was lapping at the 10th step. So it was only about four feet away from actually getting to the point where it would have come over Amnicola Highway. The water on the Coolidge Park side was all the way up to the Peace Grove, where the slippery elm tree used to be. That's how high it was. That's a flooded river. Do not get near it. That's all I got to say. That's the story in the morning. Brought to you by RC2 Realty Solutions. RC2RealtySolutions.com. Robin Ring will help you buy, invest, sell, renovate, and specializes in distressed property. Regional Roundup Shotgun Shoutouts brought to you by Tennessee American Water Company. Talking about water. Mm. Since 1887, they've been taking that nasty river water and turning it into nice, clean drinking water and bathing water and washing water. Tennessee American Water Company, they take pride in keeping your lives flowing right. And uh, this is an odd one, just a little story here. Chattanooga Red Wolves owner, a guy with more money than God, Bob Martino, has bought an Eastridge senior living facility. Eastridge residence. Do y'all remember where that is? Yeah, there? And he's going to keep it there. Apparently, it has nothing to do with the soccer program whatsoever. He just wants to Why in the world? I mean, just an investment he made in Eastridge, I guess, continuing his, you know, I am pro Eastridge, please back me up. You know, I, I don't know why he would want it's a weird one. I situation. guess it's easy money. First of all, I don't believe that. We'll find out in a year or two. I, I, I immediately start thinking it's another money laundering facility. I, I, don't, you know, I don't know what the guy does. But he didn't initially come to the, to the southeast, to, to the you know the corner of Chattanooga-ish to invest in East Ridge. No. That's just how it ended up happening. Yes, yes you are correct. So that, that's where I'm just, what is this guy doing? Is he wanting to, I com- am, I don't know. Is he wanting to compete with Greg Vidal at Morning Point or something? Yeah. <laughs> But Brian Williams, the the current Eastridge mayor, loves him. Obviously, oh, I, I mean, would do. I mean, I mean, it's it's, and he promises that nobody's going to get moved. He's got two hundred units in this place. It's huge. He's still it. talking about hotel investment yeah. and, and development. And uh, there's been rumors of other prof- semi professional sports coming into the area. It's 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 wild. I mean, I love it because it's investing in the city I live in. But I don't understand his motivation. I saw somewhere in passing that in Eastridge they've knocked down the bowling alley. Oh, yeah, that's a new food city. It's already coming up. A yeah. food city. It's okay. already, I'd say, a, a, a third uh, did, way up. Did y'all even notice that Nikki's was gone? Yes. Yeah. Just gone. Well, I never drive, I drive over there. I drive by it. Yeah, gone. every day. Gone. It was at, you but know, we they, all knew that was happening. I know, but they, they, they were actually still trying to sell it. No, a, a they turn, it Turnkey down. restaurant. It's been a uh, month. You know, I know, and I just drove by the other day and went, holy moly. I think yeah. it's kind of like. even a brick there. It's kind of like town and country. We've romanticized yeah. something that's really not that good. I just. I would have stopped to get you a brick if you wanted one. I just, I, it, it hurt my heart, man. It really did. Oh, well, yeah. Very quick, state by Cash state. Cash only. Montgomery, Alabama legislative panel advanced a bill Wednesday that would outlaw the use of abortion pills to end unwanted pregnancies. That comes up as a very important thing because actually the, the morning the, after the, pill. Yeah, the duh category. Oh, for heaven's what sake! What I had, I couldn't find, was the fact that now fifty percent of the abortions performed in the United States are done by pill. That was the duh. I was just saying, if you make it harder for women to go to a facility and you make the doctors liable for working at the facility, this is where it's going to go. So there, I got my duh in, and so now Alabama's trying to outlaw that. Atlanta, Georgia, a nonprofit is starting an initiative to help churches, synagogues, and other places of worship turn their unused land into affordable housing. 
Wilmington, North Carolina. That's a town I like. The North Carolina Department of Transportation yeah. has joined with the State Division of Marine Fisheries in a project to convert damaged concrete pipes into artificial reefs off the coast. Brilliant. Good idea. Brilliant idea. I like that. Wilmington's a nice place. Yeah, well, Wilmington's yeah. my kind of beach town. Yeah. I like that place. Yeah, and it gets it is very, very undersold. Mm-hmm. Um, Nashville. Uh, Tennessee, the state house passed a bill Thursday banning local governments from having residency requirements for first responders, but the legislation was amended so that it only applies to the Memphis Police Department. Why? I don't know. Interesting. Jeez, we. All right, we'll wrap this thing up there, Brian. Top of the Pops, brought to you by the Sports Bar in three locations since 1979. You want to lift weights? They got them. You want to do running on a Stairmaster? They got it. You want to do Pilates? They got it. Yoga? They got it. Pickleball? They got it. Steam sauna? Just plain, just transcendental meditation, falling out on a bench somewhere? They got it. Whatever, whatever you're looking for, it's going to make you happy. Sports Barn's got three locations for you. How to assist the people of Ukraine? I'm just going to give you the names. You can look up the uh, addresses, the apps, and the websites. The Comeback Alive Foundation, Army SOS, United Help Ukraine, clearly the Red Cross, and Revived Soldiers Ukraine. That's to provide aid to the people of Ukraine so they may fulfill fundamental rights and freedoms. Revived Soldiers Ukraine. It started as a PayPal operation from some injured soldiers from their army. And that is that. Um, I have one quick... um, Sure. I noticed this morning as I was scrolling through Facebook that um, Shannon's obituary, whoever put that all together chose the photo that I took of her Aww. on the night of her birthday celebration. A very nice photo it And I was feel too. so humbled and honored that they would have chosen that to honor her. She was beaming that night. Yeah, yeah she, she was, was beautiful. She was beaming. I've never seen her any happier. And one, um, I was dead serious. I wasn't even being a little bit sarcastic. I love the idea of doing a, a Q&A nope. with yeah. ge- geopolitical yeah. uh, international conflict because there's, I go to Reddit for my dumb questions. Yeah. And that is such a long-winded bore fest of an app. And people love it. I, I mean, I get why it's important and it matters, but I just I get so frustrated trying to dig through those threads in that mm-hmm. mess. So I love the idea of saying, hey, I got a dumb-ass question. Can I ask it real quick, please? Well, we'll dedicate a whole flex to it. How about that? Sounds good. My um had to do with dinosaurs, and they're not going anywhere. So I'll hang on to it, and we'll talk about it on tomorrow's show. It's, it's, there's, a, there's, some, there's some dinosaur news out there. All right, including a whole new one that we didn't know existed. Imagine a pelican the size of a condor with teeth like a crocodile. That's exactly what it was. It's a nightmare. Yeah, I was swooping down on you instead of pooping on you. It just rips off your head. You're just describing my mom. My kids called them pecklins. And there you go. Oh, my God. What? Pickinol. Pecklins. <laughs> Pickinol. They were two and three. It's pronounced Pickinol. Mommy, look at the Pecklins. Pickinol. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Oh, my goodness. Chattanooga Drive-In Show. You guys have a good have one. A good Keep day. listening. Spread the word. <laughs> like it. Thumb it up. Facebook it with a Review smiley it. face. Whatever. Do what you got to do to make it better. Help us out here. We need this gig. Please.